Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. Shalom and Happy Purim to all of our friends who are celebrating Purim today. This is a festive day. It's a day to sing and dance and rejoice in the miracles of God saving His people from imminent destruction. And that's what our reading is today, amazingly. It's just amazing how God let this all fall into place the way it did, but that's what we've read in Esther. So I should not be amazed. But we're in chapter 9, looking at verses 20 through 25 in the God's Word translation. In God's Word reads, Now, Mordecai wrote these things down and sent official letters to all the Jews and all the provinces of King Xerxes, near and far. He established the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar as days they must observe every year. They were to observe them just like the days when the Jews freed themselves from their enemies. In that month, their grief turned to joy and their mourning into a holiday. He declared that these are the days to be Uh, days of feasting and celebrating and for sending gifts of food to one another, especially gifts to the poor. So the Jews accepted as tradition what they had begun, as Mordecai had written to them. It was because Haman, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them. Haman was the son of Hamadatha and was from Agag. Haman had the poor, which means the lot, thrown in order to determine when to crush and destroy them. But when this came to the king's attention, he ordered in the well-known letter that the evil plan Haman had plotted against the Jews should turn back on his own head. As a result, they hung Haman and his sons on poles. Again, this is Esther chapter 9, verses 20 through 25 in the God's Word translation, which gives it the title, The Festival of Purim Instituted by Esther and Mordecai. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Esther chapter 9, verses 20 through 25 in the God's Word translation. And I have learned so much about Purim listening to Yael uh, Eckstein. And I shared her Facebook post. So you can look at that today. And tomorrow I'll share her podcast post 
But let's listen to what the commentaries have to say because I've written I a lot down because even though it's only five verses, there is so much history in all of this. But let's listen to the commentaries. Mordecai made sure that the history was written and copied and copies of it was um, dispersed among all the Jews in all the provinces of the empire, both near and far. They all knew something about the story, but because they were a part of it, they were concerned. They were concerned for their lives because the first edict uh, was for, uh, for danger. It was for their annihilation, for their genocide. And the second edict was for their deliverance because they could defend themselves. But now they, they understand what all was going on and how this amazing turn was given that, you know, they didn't know, you know, their salvation comes from God, but now they know the details. Mordecai established uh, Purim as an ongoing observance for the Jews, and he lays out the expectations for the holiday. And Mordecai wrote down these things and the details of how Purim should be celebrated. And in the um, podcast, Yael was saying that, you know, the feast is, you, you, they dance, they sing, they put away their sadness. And that's what the scripture says. So they're going to put away their mourning, their sadness, and there's, you know, just for that day. And they're going to praise God. The festival was instituted to be observed yearly from generation to generation by the Jews in remembrance of this wonderful work which God wrought has done for them that the children should be born uh, should know of it and you know that is a Jewish tradition to read and share and make their children remember all the different uh, books in the Bible and you know that they in the Torah the books that they have to read it's a daily habit and that's just amazing to me because as a Christian we don't do that when our you know we go to Sunday school so we'll look at scriptures one day a week they make this a part of their life but again let me get back to the notes so they made sure that the kids would understand from generation to generation what happened and that they might set their hope in God it would be uh, for the honor of God as the protector of his people and the honor of Israel as the care because God cared from, for them from heaven. He looked down on them with favor and a confirmation of the love of God and how they should keep his covenant and an invitation to strangers to come into bonds of it and an encouragement to God's own people to cheerfully depend upon his wisdom, power, and goodness. And no matter how, how horrible situations are in our lives. So we reap the benefit of the deliverance and therefore we ought to celebrate. And uh, even though we're not Jewish, we can still celebrate with them as we read about God's deliverance. Because we can think of times when God has delivered us from things that we just don't know how we made it over. And then uh, it explains that Purim is celebrated two days, the 14th of the month of uh, Adar and the 15th day, 
both of those are days in which the Jews and the majority of the, uh, of the empire overcame their enemies. And the day after the Jews in the capital overcame their enemies. So every year on the, in the 12th month, they were supposed to celebrate. And this is just a month before Passover. Thus the first month and the last month of the year kept in remembrance the months that were past, even the days when God preserved them. They kept two days together as Thanksgiving days and did not think too much, you know, think it was too much time spending God. They did not um, keep the days when they fought, but they praised the days that they rested. And that was on the 15th for those in Shushan or Susa, which was the palace. And both those days are kept. And I've written so much more, but I'm going to stop there because I'm over my time. I will, I should have probably made my, my, my reading a little shorter, but I wanted to get the essence and the, you know, let you know that we celebrate with our Jewish friends and family. We celebrate, celebrate Purim with them. Happy Purim. Shalom. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as Jews around the world are celebrating the Feast of Purim. We thank you that what was meant for evil, you turned around for good. Uh, Haman cast lots and you made uh, the, the superstition of fools. You made it uh, come back upon them. It, re it reversed upon him. The lots that he cast to kill someone else fell upon him. There was a reversal. And God, nobody but you can do that. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that a day that was determined to be a time of destruction, a time of genocide, in your hands became a time of triumph. And God, we pray that right now in our lives. We pray that right now for those who are having uh, conflicts of their own. Father, we thank you that we can put aside our mourning and we can dance and rejoice and thank you for, for days, of days past when you have saved us and provided for us and protected us. God, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. There are so many needs, especially with the war going on. Continue to, continue to protect your people. Continue to provide for your people. Continue to cover them under your wings of protection, Father. And we love you and we bless you and we thank you. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.